and welcome to another episode of Let's Smoke About It with your host, Captain Daddy. <laughs> oh, Mickey Pops! Had to warm up for that one. Goodness. He didn't get his preps in. What's up, no, everybody? Hello. How are you? Sorry this is going to come out a, a week later. <laughs> Thank sorry you that, sorry the that dog babe. came up here yeah, and just kind of burped. came up and burped right in my face. It's okay. He's a good boy. Yeah, sorry this is going to come out technically two weeks late. After the p- last episode, yeah. Yeah, we apologize. Uh, Nookie Puss ran into some car problems. That's Vehicular. why he pulled up in this new Honda this you, rental. You say new, but it's not new. Well, this rental for now. Yeah. It's uh, my dad's vehicle. But what happened? I got that support. Um. So, do you want, like, the full story? I, I, or want, do you want... I want all of it. Okay. What What happened? Well, first, we took it over a mountain. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about that led up to <laughs> yeah. why you're in the, um, the Honda right now. I don't... Because it's I, been... That car's gone through a lot of stuff, yes. Oh, no it definitely doubt. has been through quite a bit. But um, what was the final straw that broke the camel's back? They're really... Like, nothing actually happened. It just... As I was going to my parents' house, because um, we were going to go get fitted for suits for my older brother's wedding, and... Um, as I was driving down the freeway, I noticed I started to lose a little bit of power, and I thought, well, maybe I'm just letting my foot off the gas, and I'm not paying attention. <laughs> but I had my window rolled down, and I heard that the engine was starting to give a little bit more. Um, it, it was having a bit of a problem. And so I, you know, just kept driving, started revving up a little bit harder, and then I hear <laughs> this big pop, and then metal on metal. Smoke started coming out of the hood of my car. Oh, shit, really? Were yeah. you on the freeway? I was on the freeway. Oh. I was in the far left on the freeway. And I had, like, I was slowing down, and a couple cars went past me. And I looked in my rear view, and I saw my opportunity, and I took it, and I swerved over to the shoulder. Hazards lights on and I everything. don't have my hazards don't work. Oh, yeah. I'm wailing my hands out the window or something. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> hey, I'm slowing down. Yeah. And uh, Notice I got the out. Smoke. Yep, got out and opened up the hood and... There's a bunch, I mean, it just smelled like burning oil. Ooh. And, uh, it's looking all around, couldn't really see anything from the top view. And then I got down underneath the car and I saw that it was just dumping all the oil out. Oh, shit, engine. really? Yeah. Fuck. And, uh, had to get it towed, took it to a car place. I said that they couldn't look at it until Monday. So my dad let me borrow his car, but as I was telling the guy, what had happened, the dude at the mechanic shop, he said, well, I really hope that this isn't it, but in the past when I've heard stories like this, it's usually their engine block cracks. Ugh. And he's like, that's going to cost of, you know, $3,000 or whatever to replace the engine. I'm like, well, I definitely don't have $3,000 to replace the engine in that vehicle. Pocket so. change. What are you talking about? Yeah. Easy. You oh, yeah. Just totally replace that engine. Oh, yeah. No problem. Dude, that sucks hard. Yeah. Especially going 65 and all of a sudden mm-hmm. all power's lost. Yep. And I just had no idea what was going on. All my lights Especially no on. hazards. Yeah, exactly. It's like I can't tell people that I need space. Like and the t- shoulder is, is just bigger than the width of a car, too. So it's like... You know, trying to figure out what's going on, and then all the added anxiety of people going 65, 70 miles an hour past you. It's like, ugh, please stop. Right, everyone's flying. Just hauling ass. I'm in a disabled vehicle right now. I don't want to be on the freeway. <laughs> I'm in a disabled vehicle. It has no <laughs> the driver, walker. The driver, me, might be disabled, but right now it's the car. <laughs> right now it's the car. I may be a little <laughs> retarded, but I can still walk. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Yeah. What am I going to frogger my way across? Play a game of real life frogger with your your bones. You, you okay over there? It's just this mic stand. I just don't know what else to do at this point. So I'm just going to hold it like this right up next to me. Just hey. ever so care- cautiously. I was going to say carelessly. Carefree? But not, yeah. But it's cautious. I'm being safe. I mean, one day we'll get a mic stand sponsor. Yeah, one day. <laughs> mic stand sponsor. Please sponsor us for new mic stands, for the love of God. Like, I don't even care about the mic so much as the mic stand. I, I feel like... Yeah, we've all got decent mics. Well, I feel like the mic means nothing without the good mic stand. Right. It's like how... 
because it's just a constant play on the audio quality. It's like, all right, well, now we got to adjust this. Now that it's gotten a little bit farther away from his face, we got to turn his volume up a little bit. <laughs> and then if it's the all dog about placement of the mic. starts eating again in the background, luckily I, he's finished his food, so I don't think we have to worry about that. But I know he's chomping over there. I just hope chomping. That this audio has gotten better over time. I feel like it has. Oh, yeah. Well, and especially <clears throat> if you compare it to our like first couple episodes where we were, still, <laughs> were we still using the USB mic at that point. Uh, no, we were just using the Scarlat. The old Scarlat? Yeah, just the 2x2. Two two. They had not a lot of uh, detailed uh, changes like this one that we're mm-hmm. using now. We're going to get my high speeds and lows. The old preamp? Yeah. Gives me the good... The highs, the mids, and the lows. Really lets me get a little crazy with it. Even if I wanted to weird. add an echo with it, so you can... We can get a little echoey in here. Uh, Is that the echo effect? No. Oh. I messed up. Oh, it's okay. okay. I didn't have it on. Go ahead. The echo, echo, echo. Effect, effect, effect. I tried doing my own echo effect on top of it to see if the echo came through a little bit harder. But I don't have the headphones on, so I don't know how well it worked. Whoa. Worked. (laughs) Domo arigato. Mr. Romato Domo. Domo. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, enough of that. Turn that off. You old sticks. Is that stick? Oh, yes, that is sticks. It is sticks, sticks, yep. It blew my mind. I used to, uh, I can't remember what it was, but there was a game that was, it was like Guitar Hero, but it was like Neon Racing, and I used to play that song all the time on that game because it was just my favorite. Guitar Hero Neon Racing? It was like Guitar Hero and how you would play it, like in terms of like matching the notes that would come up at you. But you were basically just like a little flying car in like a futuristic railway. Huh. And it... No, I've yeah, never heard that game. It was crazy. It's either that or that's the video on YouTube that played the majority of the time whenever I listened to it. And it was somebody else doing the neon race. All I remember is that <laughs> there was a crazy little flying car. And we might have to pull up a thumbnail for that. We can show everyone. Don, yeah, Don will have to. The old Don, he can find it. Pull up a little clip of of what uh, Nookie's talking about because I don't think I've ever seen it. But then again, memory's fleeting. So if I saw an image, it might it might trigger jog, it. Yeah, and be like, oh shit, yeah, I've seen that freaking everywhere. Like, speaking of Don Chicago, he's not with us. He's building the computer. And I'm so sad. He is building a computer for his parents. For his folks, they're gonna be like going through master PC builds. We that, say that, and it's like, not it, uh, well it, compared to what they used to have. It'll definitely be yeah. It's just gonna be a, of that their their family rig, but yeah, we're comparing it like that. It's like saying you just threw in a full Ryzen set into mm-hmm. your computer coming off of like an Intel Pentium. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a what huge my parents had for the longest time. I think now my parents are rocking like an i three with like maybe four gigs. And just like a Garbo, like 500, if that um, hard drive. And it's just full. Like, <laughs> of they, family photos and they stuff. Had, yeah, like a bunch of photos, a bunch of family videos and whatnot on top of everything else that they do on it. Which the other part of it isn't like super. Um, do they have consuming? one of those digital photo, uh, uh, digital frames? Yeah. Nice. Um, th- my mom hasn't used it in a long time. I was but, say, is uh, that a way to get some photos off your computer? Um, you can't. So yeah, the older ones, it was something you'd have to upload to that and just have it cycle through. But now I think there's one through Facebook's portal that they came out with that just is has like a wireless connection to your photo drive in your huh. laptop or something that can just so anytime you upload to that. It can just pull off of it, and you can adjust the slideshow and things like that. You just show meme out things. your parents and throw yeah. some memes in there. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, they just catch a Pepe meme, and they're like, what the fuck is this? So when you throw that uh, shirtless picture of uh, Burt Reynolds down. That would only do wonders for them, because my dad loves Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mom loves Burt Reynolds, too. They'll be like, you got to wait for the picture. There's a gem in here. There's a, you got to wait through all the other 700 photos to find the shirtless picture of Burt Reynolds. Yeah, but you set the timer to when that picture comes on, it stays there for about 
for 20 minutes before it changes <laughs> it's again. just a shirtless picture of Burt. We have family over. And they're <laughs> like, oh, that's really cool. Photo shows up like, is that Burt Reynolds? Yeah, that's Burt Reynolds. Every, every uh, Go through the conversation a little bit longer, it's still Burt Reynolds. Every fo- every frame is at Burt Reynolds at the same time. So it doesn't <laughs> matter where you're at in, in the house. For that twenty minutes, it's Burt Reynolds. You find you find you go back to like the original Longest Yard when he's like getting dressed at the beginning of the movie, and you export like the first I don't know like two minutes of that, but you just export it frame by frame, <laughs> and so it's just always a different, slightly different version of Burt Reynolds <laughs> without a shirt on. It just different poses every time. That'd that would be funny. be funny. You can just throw gifts on those then. Oh yeah. Those yep, oh, gifts and you could do like short little movies and things like that. Your whole your house is not on the old ones, meme. but on the new ones. Your house is nothing but a meme. You just have yeah. to put memes on there. Just frame all of the frames and they're just constantly changing, but they're all memes. <laughs> Man, I can't take a still photo of a meme of a gif. Right. So I frame the gif. You it's just <laughs> it's the gif of Kakashi and uh Mike guy doing rock, paper, scissors. Their goofy little dances and stuff that they're doing. What's the fastest way to a woman's heart? Chidori! You can hear that through the mic. This 1,000 birds. You can't? Like birds chirping. No, I can. Oh. Just rubbing your arm. No, he's rubbing his pantsuit. No, that's my penis. That's skin on skin contact, ladies and gentlemen. He whipped it out f- just for you. Do you believe in reincarnation? To an extent. You really want to get into this right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah. Okay. I'm diving um, in deep. I was thinking about this yesterday. Cause I, here's, I've here's had two several conversations on it with other people, so this is going to be fun. Well, oh, I'm so unprepared by the sounds of it then. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I asked. I'm like, do you really want to get into this? Um, so to, to an extent, yeah. I'd like to believe that at some point um, pieces of the energy that make up our soul get brought back together with other pieces and that's why we feel like we've known people for so long is because it's a partial reincarnation it's like not like a soul essentially exactly it's not like like the buddha or something like how they get infinitely reincarnated and a new person is tell me the avatars the, that see but that's too it's too close to true reincarnation right me. well my thing is i was like my reincarnation can exist in two ways maybe is a you reincarnate as another human being Mm -hmm. or b you keep being reincarnated through different species though and i've always thought that that would be really sweet like if i could like you only get one shot at each species and your soul or whatever your being gets reincarnated through different species i want to be a whale (laughs) (laughs) just all hypotheticals but i don't know yeah, I How, just... Reincarnations could exist to an it, extent. It could. The thing is, is like, the consciousness that we would have prior would never be able to continue on afterwards. It would just be what made us the individual soul that we are. I was going to say, our consciousness is what made us unique exactly. as an individual. So, yeah. yeah, the consciousness definitely wouldn't go over... But, like, with the deja vus and mm-hmm. weird feelings like that mm-hmm. would definitely be... Have you heard the deja vu theory about how deja vu is just our body? Like, technically what it is is we're dying and we're reliving our entire lives within that final, like, five to ten seconds or whatever it is when your life flashes before your eyes. And deja vu is the recognition of you've already been here and done this before. Whoa, am I dying somewhere? Yeah. We're already on our deathbeds. We just don't know it. Shit. Well, see, and I've also heard that deja vu is also your brain trying to make a memory that never existed see now that's more realistic i've also always liked to think about how it's your like in the in the terms of multiverse theory it's your two two of your um separate like individualities meeting together yeah at one specific time um which makes you feel like you've seen it before mm -hmm. but you're potentially just seeing it through there their their view so that's mm-hmm. why that's why some things are slightly different like vehicle placement or mm-hmm. whatever like that yeah because i've noticed that it always hits me in like parking lots i'm like whoa it definitely doesn't hit me really hard anymore like it used to when i was a kid 
um, where it's like, wow, everything is exactly the same. Like I've been here, I know what's gonna happen next. Maybe but, you changed your course and you were yeah you were gonna die. Something, <laughs> yeah, I don't something, know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there is definitely on occasion. I feel and I feel like the majority of deja vu that's ever happened to me has been because I've envisioned it in the future. And it's almost like a um like through a dream. Okay. It's almost been like a premonition that you have while dreaming and you imagine a certain situation going down whatever it may be and then once that actually comes to fruition then your conscious is like, "Hey, I know what this is," but you can't put a finger on it it's because your subconscious was the one that pieced it together yeah because you can't really figure out why why you feel this familiarity exactly or what's so like i have no memory of this place <laughs> i have no memory of this place. <laughs> but no there's i mean again i couldn't put a finger on any of that that's happened lately when i was a kid i was definitely more adamant about it because it happened so frequently yeah but now it's very few and far between but when it does happen it's usually pretty substantial. And like you can pretty much, you can almost pinpoint mm-hmm. where, where exactly it's at. Almost. Exactly. Or like when it's, when More it's vivid, coming up, I should say. yeah. When, you know, when you're, when you find yourself in a situation that is as familiar as what you may have already had the premonition about, you can determine when that deja vu is going to hit. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, one of the biggest ones that I remember was I, when I was a kid, I was a young kid and I had a dream about, like walking out of a museum, but like by the way of you leaving, you wouldn't guess that it's a museum. Mm-hmm. And so you walk out and there's just like a stone path. And I was looking back at the building and it had this big brown slanted roof, glass doors all across the front. But then I saw a Bigfoot along the side, <laughs> like just standing in the tree line. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? And then went like, I think it was like a couple of years later, my grandparents took me to a museum in the middle of Oregon and as I turned around and obviously Bigfoot wasn't there, but <laughs> the everything about it was the same at that point too. Minus the yeah. one thing that made it so memorable. Well, and if that was for seeing that Bigfoot was there, could have been, mm-hmm. or like he was in the, that area at any point. Well, yeah, that just could also be a sign that he was there mm-hmm. in that area alone. Mm-hmm. But here's just you looking into the future, seeing Bigfoot's hiding in those trees. Yeah. But that's know. that's the one that whenever I consider, like, looking back on Deja Vu, it takes me a minute, but that's the one that usually comes to mind. The psyche, the brain is weird. Mm-hmm. Because, well, and it named itself. Well, it, <laughs> studying the brain is just the brain trying to understand itself. Mm-hmm. But it's Solid just is. weird that with Deja Vu, how it's almost you're creating memories and fabrications of it. So it's like... Yeah, memories fleeting, but how many of those memories do you remember are actually true mm-hmm. or just fabricated by your brain itself? Well, and that's the mandala effect all over again. And that is creepy as hell. Oh, yeah. Berenstein. Instead of Berenstein. Stain. Yep. It was an A the whole time. How thousands of people across the world remember Nelson Mandela dying in the prison back in the 80s or whatever it was, but he's been alive. That one I have no idea. I didn't. Well, that's where it got its name is because there was a, there was like a study and there was like a vast majority of people that remember him dying back in jail as opposed to him staying alive. Was there any papers about it, about his death? Um, I don't think so. I think there are people that were claiming that they had, um, little things here and there, but I don't think there was any like concrete evidence about it happening. But, uh, I mean, it's the same thing with Fruit Loops. It's like, is it spelt like? you know, F-R-O-O-T, or is it spelled like the actual word fruit? A lot of people remember it both ways. I don't know, it usually ha- It usually happens with brands, or like like the Berenstein versus Berenstein Bears. It's something that people remember well, from then their childhood. Well, and there's been proof, too, of books, unless they've been photoshopped. <laughs> it's very possible well, with yeah, today's you, technology. You can't trust the internet that much. No. Fuck, dude. Yeah, reincarnation is uh, definitely an interesting one because my whole thought process is at some point we all came from a variation of universal energy, not like, you know, Gatorade Mercury or whatever it's called. (laughs) (laughs) I know what it's called, but I like making fun of it. Yeah, exactly. And that's why when you meet certain people where it feels like you've known them forever, 
to me, that's just your, uh, uh, essentially what your neighbor would have been in the universal energy cloud. Like, you just kind of hop to the next person. Well, it's more like we're, so imagine a cloud and you were to just take like a small, like handful of that cloud that could be like a physical representation of who you are. And if you were to take another piece of that cloud directly from the side of where you took your original cloud and you put that in a person and you meet them later on in life and it feels like you've known each other forever, even though you've only oh, been talking for five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause you get that spiritual connection. Exactly. That soul energy. Yeah. As they would say. Hmm. Yeah. No. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I just... Like I said, I guess I wasn't prepared. I, I mean, I don't... Yeah, I don't believe in anything religion has ever brought forth, but I... Well, being one with nature has been pretty much the founding of most most religions anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, shit, Christmas is still a pagan holiday, mm -hmm. but Christianity adopted it, making it about Christ. Exactly. But it's just... Even though that level of celebration, the trees... The lights and uh, obviously gift giving was very different back then, but it was very similar in that aspect as well. And then, of course, once. But it was for a know, different reason. Exactly. It wasn't for one thing. It was for the earth giving back and celebrating what bounties mm -hmm. beautiful and, and the renewal and of, of the year as it was coming to be. Exactly. Being one connected like the Indians. You ever heard of the 144,000? No. So what the 144,000 is supposed to be is supposed to be all of Earth's original, like, groups of people, essentially tribes, um, coming together to save the planet from the direction that we're heading in currently and attaining a universal enlightenment and ascendancy. Like in modern time right now? Um, it's... The ideas originated in the past, but there's still a ton of people that firmly believe that it's going to happen in the future. Oh, okay. Yeah, and save us from whatever chaotic, corporate-driven, consumer-based ideals that we've encompassed as humanity. Well, I'm going to tell the people that they're the ones that can change the future. Exactly. You're the future makers. <laughs> <laughs> we are the innovators. They are the imitators. <laughs> I thought I'm, that like two years ago, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I'm just like you, Stan. I put my pants on one leg at a time. Backflips back into the... The two miniature flying llamas. <laughs> By the unicorns holding the back of the pants up. Mm -hmm. I thought that song was about me. You were talking directly to me. It's like, we're soul neighbors and we're constantly borrowing sugar. <laughs> How can that be, man? I've never met you. <laughs> See, American Dad even hit on it. Yep. Stan, exactly. Stan's all about that enlightenment. But yeah, there's a, there's a ton of different things that kind of lead into that. I've never been one to believe anything religion-based because my first introduction to religion was I had a friend that grew up down the street and she took me to her church one time. And the whole point and purpose was, oh, if you bring a friend to church on Sunday, then we give you a piece of candy. Okay. You know, it was kind of like a bribe thing. And so I, yeah, exactly. She made it seem like I was going to get a piece of candy as well. So when I stood up to go get my piece of candy, they're like, no, no, it's not you. It's the person who brought you. I was like, okay, <sighs> well, this is bullshit. Then they break up into the Sunday school things. Right. And then, so as you know, like maybe six or seven, I go into this room full with a bunch of other kids and a couple of teachers and they started asking me about my journey through the church and i was like oh this is the first time i'm hearing about any of this so that doesn't make sense and they immediately flip it on to me like my soul burning in hell for the rest of eternity you heretic and exactly and just bringing like they're like so you can either um suffer in pain for all of eternity or you can change that right now and go down one of two different paths you can do like what this lady did one of the teachers there she's like it took her 25 years to find the church soul searching this that and the other thing or you can say right now that i accept jesus christ into my heart and i'm like but i don't mean it so how is that gonna actually provide but i anything? don't mean uh, it uh, yeah like that was the the thought process yeah and 
ever since then, I always had doubts about it. And then my parents started making us go to, well, my mom started making us go to church a lot more often. And the whole time, I'm just like, I just don't understand how you're supposed to feel comfort in this. Yeah. I don't I don't understand why if this this God that you claim is all loving and all benevolent requires you to dedicate so much of your life to the worship of him is going to save you from the eternity of hell that your sins have garnished you throughout your life. Because I see it kind of like this sometimes. They use it as an excuse for how they are. Just haughty people. God has a plan. Who am I to question his plan? He's putting me through this now. I feel and like, I'm going to act like this because of it. Well, and then I can just go on Sunday and all mm-hmm. is forgiven. Exactly. It's like, no, Your that's, sins are absolved. So that's like producing just shitty people. Exactly. Because it's like they're not taking full accountability. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like, ah, no. How does this work? Because like that lady telling you, she's like guilt tripping mm-hmm. you at the beginning. Exactly. You can burn in hell or you can... It's like I'm a child. What exactly. are you talking about? <laughs> like what have I done in my life that's so bad? I'm sorry I took the cookies out of the cookie jar. Yeah. I couldn't even reach the damn cookie I jar. Okay, I took an extra cookie. I don't my think bad. I need to burn in hell for this. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, no. Just you are in control of your life. There's no one has a master plan. You are the master planner. You know what's funny? Is that girl that took me to church, my friend? She's a lesbian now. And if you were to go and off of that all that, looks down. Exactly. The, you know, Church of God looks down on homosexuality. Like, it's just, I think that that type of shit is so funny and so backwards when it comes to trying to, like, to me, the That's whole why point. It's almost like a cult. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like you it's have like to a worldwide l- cult that everybody just unanimously, like, can believe in and accept. You rather have to than live the by these standards. Mm hmm. And if not, you're a terrible person and you, you should die. I, I kind of understand why people would want their children to go by it in a certain sense of like getting a decent moral compass. But that's not required. You can, as a parent, teach your child to have a good moral compass. Exactly. The moral compass doesn't need religion. You just exactly. need to be able to tell your kid what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you yourself cannot be a shitty person yeah. in order to produce equally non-shitty people. Show them what a shitty person is and tell them not to do those things mm-hmm. and they will figure out how and, it is to know, life. Get rid of the reward and you know punishment system that comes with religion because that, to me, is just... Reward? The candy? No, oh, the going to heaven. Oh. The candy? The yeah, candy? it's basically candy. <laughs> they're just, church, they're just candy. dangling lifelong candy. Well, But are they king-size candy bars? Yeah. yeah. The, uh, no, they weren't. Or a little kid, fun size. Yeah, I know. Waste of time. Exactly. I went there for no reason. King, why did you not get any candy? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm taking time out of my day. If anything, they could have been like, here's some candy for you. If you want more candy, you got to bring someone in and you'll Mm -hmm. get two. Then you can just really incentivize. And then you have to share. No. I know. No kid's going to share candy that they're given. But that's why if it was king size, they could have. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I would have made a fuss, too. I'd have been like, you better break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar if you're going to do this. Now I'm going to kick you in the teeth. (laughs) Bring me to this stinking... Kick you in the teeth. Bring me to this thing that only gives candy to one person who brings it in. Yeah. people in. It's like this is literally When they herd you in. (laughs) Yeah. It's, It's just gathering members for the cult of the world at a young age. I don't necessarily look down on anybody for having the beliefs that they do. I don't. I just will question it to all hell. So, like, I don't care. So, to cl- to clean myself up, I don't care oh, yeah. what religion you practice or whatever. I really just don't. Just as long as you do not push it on me or push mm-hmm. it on anyone else about your beliefs. Now, you can tell me about it if we're doing something. Mm-hmm. Then I'll be like, okay, I respect that. That makes sense. Then I won't I do it. I understand why you believe that. Yeah. Well, then I won't do the said thing. Like, I went to a wedding, and there was a, a Muslim friend of oh, ours. Okay. And he was asking me what was in all these food and drinks mm-hmm. or whatever. Because Muslim religion, you can't have of pork course. and you can't have alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I was like, w- weirded out. I'm like, why does it matter what's in them? He's mm-hmm. like, oh, a Muslim. I'm like, oh. 
okay, I can respect that. Yeah. But it's like when you're pushing it on me, like, mm-hmm. like if you're trying to, yeah, if you're trying to, oh God, when you're going door to door and you're trying to push your religion on me, if I want to come to it, talk about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> if I want to come to you about it, then I'll come to you about mm-hmm. it. Then we'll believe talk. me within a square mile. There's always a more, there's temple. always a church somewhere. I will find out what I need to know. <laughs> I don't need you. Some 19 year old kid coming to me trying to tell me about what I should be believing in. Exactly. And what my what's going to happen to my life mm-hmm. if I don't do this? It's like, no. I know what my life's going to do. I'm going to close this door. Goodbye. Well, and I think it's funny. Um, the girl I was dating when you and I first met, she was Mormon. And um, whenever I would ask her about her religion, she couldn't explain it to me. Or, like, she gave such a vague answer that gave me such a confused look on my face (laughs) that she, like, would just stop talking about it in general as opposed to trying to help me understand, like, why she believes the way that she does. It's just apples and oranges. Bitch, that phrase don't make no sense. Why can't fruit be compared? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, no, she... I had another friend growing up who was raised Mormon as well. And in high school, he was actually excommunicated from the Mormon church oh, damn. because of him standing up in the middle of sermons and like trying to convince people that it was all bullshit, like just extremist stuff, which was, I thought was hilarious because that's, you know, that's just who I am. Right. But she would tell me to go talk to him to have him explain the religion to me because she couldn't. I'm like, you're going to have me go talk to somebody out. who got kicked out who no longer believes it, who is cur- who is actively trying to recruit people away from that belief system, uh-huh. and you want me to go talk to him because he can explain it better than you, and you're still actively practicing? He could just explain how much bullshit it is. Exactly, like, that's and that's all it is. it is. I mean, it's she tried to explain to me, like, the different levels of heaven or some shit that they have. It's like the nine circles of hell. Yeah. You got the seven levels of heaven. It's, I mean, I still don't get it, I but essentially know. it was like, okay, if you were uh, uh if you practiced um, in the religion, everybody essentially goes into the, um, the the common heaven. But then there were better versions of heaven that you could get to depending on how devout you were and how like family-oriented you were and the, all this heaven stuff. Heaven doesn't have a leveling yeah, system. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Get out of here. I would like to think that if heaven is real, it's about as close to... Um, the movie This Is The End. Seth Rogen, Jay Baruchel. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's okay. probably about as close as it's going to get. <laughs> Everybody's just hanging out there. It's just a party all the time. Whatever you want, you think of it, like, and it, it just, just appears. Yeah. Well, that's like, I like the American Dad one where it's just your personal heaven. That one, to me, is a, is a nice idea. I think that separating each person without being able to, like, reconvene would probably be weird. Well, so I like to think that you could still connect with other people. I would hope so. But you would actually have to travel through your own personal heaven. Yeah. Or think about that person, and then the door well, would but, pop up, and then you can just step see, into theirs. and that was what I was thinking, too. I'm like, well, because in Stan's personal heaven, he's just going right back to being with his family. And it's like, but that's your ideal version of them. That doesn't come with all the flaws of what the person is. But the way you're saying it, where if you essentially reach out and try to communicate with that person and then a door between your heavens were to open up and you could actually talk and hang hang out. out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be a lot better. Because I don't care what anybody says. I like all my friends with all their flaws. I'd like to think that definitely marriage... Cup, married couples in heaven would be able to do that. Oh, yeah. They'd you, they would the have same to. heaven. Yeah, as opposed to, like, <laughs> being you're your separated for yeah. all of eternity. I fucking hated them, so yeah. I'm in my own heaven. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> Pepper Jack cheese. It's my heaven. <laughs> like, that's the discerning factor. Like, bro, I love Pepper Jack cheese. What you talking about? It's like your heaven's nothing but just fields of pepper jack cheese streams of milk that's jack all cheese. your heaven is is just cheese i just love cheese so much i mean as long as you were able to alter what you most desired at the time of your desire for it because yeah. there's no way that it could all it could be all encompassing like right out of the gate you know well, I have different things and different like tastes that I've acquired over time. Like they always say, it's your truest desire, though, what you. So then, 
everything that you would consider to be materialistic wouldn't be would be one of those things that would just appear whenever you'd want it exactly like if you can think of it like, like oh i want a burger it's like oh yeah just, i could be you know what would go gray right here like a nice pool table just that'd a be pool sweet. table right in front of you but like that'd be pretty sweet the area of how your heaven is set up mm-hmm. i think would go down would to just be universal like the landscape desire. what you think is the, be- the like more gorgeous landscape that you can well, think then of that would be expansive as shit because there are different think of your things house. And put your house out there. Yeah. Well, my thing is, is it would be like, you'd have to, it'd be like a world, you know? It'd be like your own personalized world in a way. Because I'd, pretty I'd much. want beaches, I'd want forests, I'd want mountains, <laughs> you know? Your I'd want the water temperature be. <laughs> to be 72 at all times, so it's perfect. The ocean nice is and 72. Crisp. Yeah. Then you'd probably just be on an island with its like 10 biomes on it. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Like the size of Russia, probably, as an island. That would be massive. That's what I'm saying. I was going to say, because I would want wildlife there. Well, to fit believe. all those biomes yeah. in, you'd have to have that have something size. the size of Russia. Yeah. Be able to go snowboarding down sand dunes. Well, yeah, because then you can just think of it to get you over there fast, or, you know what, I'm going to drive this over there, or I'm going to fly this over there. Well, and so that brings another thing. With, considering that those would be materialistic, would that immediately just be granted to you whenever you'd want to travel? Or would you just be like, all right, now I'm going to be... I'm rocket fast. Like, I have all the superpowers I could ever want, and then just fly over there real no, quick. No, I don't think they would give you superpowers. I don't think that. I think in your own personal heaven, like, within your, your you, realm, you wouldn't that be could able probably. To die. Well, obviously. So that's the thing is, like, you, you have that immortality, but right. I don't think you'd be able to super strength all that. Now, you might have angel wings. I'd give you that. So you could I, fly. But see, now that I'm thinking about it, like, why would I want to go to heaven if I couldn't have, like, if I don't have the ability to cut down a tree and carry that whole ass tree back to my camp with just the sheer strength alone, why would I, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to have to figure out how to cut the tree up into smaller portions to match my own physical capabilities that I had when I was on Earth? Because then you can think of that crazy tree cutting thing out in Serbia that grabs a tree, cuts it. And then delims it, and then cuts it in half. Oh, yeah, you could just like. But so, but that's the thing is, you would have to have knowledge of that. No, you wouldn't. You're in heaven. You couldn't die. So even if you fucked up, you'd be fine. <laughs> well, not necessarily fucking up, but like you'd have to have an a like an exact idea of what that is. Well, you'd have to, to know at least the name, I guess. You're like, you know, that's what would fair. go good right now is such and such this machine. So yeah, if you didn't know beforehand, you'd <laughs> yeah, be you'd like, be in trouble. I wish I had a chainsaw, and then that's all you can mm-hmm. get. So like and chainsaw with infinite fuel. Exactly. That's why I think the superpowers wouldn't really be necessary when you can think of anything to make the job easier. And with the fact of no fact no factor of death, you could just learn how to use this heavy equipment if you need to do it. <laughs> I'm just going to learn how to use a backhoe. Exactly. Nothing bad can really happen to you cuz you I mean you're dead. You're maybe you died from a backhoe experience and that's why you're here. So Never you have to worry about food poisoning. That'd be sweet. Well, and that's the other thing, too. You could just drink to your heart's content, and you never have to worry about... (laughs) I bet the food would be, if you could think about it, like... you would just be ideal to your taste buds at all times. Yeah, like what you crave the most throughout your lifetime or whatever. Well, but then that would be too limiting. That would be. Because what if the one thing I do crave, we're just going to keep on the topic of going back to the burger. What if I want seafood? That's a far cry from getting a you know a lobster boil okay like thing so then what about you just popping up a bunch of different restaurants at at will because it'd be materialistic i mean that's you'd almost have to go that route because you'd be like you know what i can go for some some popeyes and then that building just pops up yeah and you just walk in grab but, some, so, but and that's it's always thing, fresh like, pop popeyes. why would i want to deal with other people though when I could just, oh, I want Popeye's bucket eight piece in the hand. Well, I'd like to imagine it's just a building with Popeye's hot and fresh, right? All ready for just you Just like already. buffet style. Yeah, you just make your own. See, now, that would be actually a complete 182. Like KFC What we're talking buffet. about. Just a, like a singular restaurant that has all of your favorite foods at any given time. And, you're, you know, you're walking, let's say you're walking by the dessert uh, area and you're like, oh, damn, they don't have fucking strawberry streusel. You look you know? to your left. Yeah, it's just right there, just on a nice <laughs> little steaming plate. It's like, oh, damn, you know what would go great with this? Some chocolate pudding and just a little vat of pudding. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the, when Stan sweet. goes to heaven, 
we take we like to think that everyone takes the news of their death better with ice cream. So we have any flavor you could think of. Vanilla? Oh, we're out of vanilla. Aw. <laughs> just still kidding. dead, though. But just <laughs> kidding. We like to tell people that their favorite flavor is gone. But then they tell them we have it. Let's just scoop it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. But we really are out of we vanilla. We really are out of vanilla. That pissed me off so still much. Still dead, though. <laughs> still good, though. Um, that brings us to another topic. What would your ideal materialistically just envisioning and it pops right up? What would your ideal meal be? Oh, shit. Yeah. Because that changes so much based off of your craving. And maybe like if you had something with beef the night before, you may not be craving beef the following day. You know, I definitely go for like. Now I could. Now, you'd probably get to be able to think of any style that you wanted in, just oh, yeah. as long as you know of the food. Exactly. So, I would definitely like a five-star level steak, mm-hmm. like a tri-tip, cooked. Like a Wagyu beef. Yeah, from a five-star restaurant, so you know it's prime. And then, I would love some authentic, like, Italian pasta made oh, straight. Yeah. Out of a fucking... Ye old grandmas in the back putting exactly. it together. They made yeah. those noodles by hand, mm-hmm. rolled that ziti and shit. Hell yeah. And then probably uh, some wine from France. But that one probably wouldn't happen because I wouldn't be able to think of any name. Yeah, You'd exactly. have to think of a name. Yeah, you'd have to know <laughs> what it is. I, I'd like to think that in that same circumstance of, since we're still going off of like the heaven materializing thing, that with all like the cooking videos and stuff that you may have seen throughout Ooh. your life, you'd be able to recollect that information and you'd be like, I want to try it that way now. And oh. it would just, oh, dude, that'd be sweet. That would be awesome. Yeah, because then you could just like, because you go in your kitchen and you just think of it, the ingredients, mm-hmm. any ingredients you want. You're like, well, I've never been to Asia, so I've never really made anything with uh... shit. Now I can't think of any food and fart. I was going to say, I, you know, I've definitely I've never done made my fair share of Asian. So you just think of a bunch of Never ingredients wonton. with wontons and mm-hmm. other stuff. And you're like, I'm going to try it and try Dude, to make a dish. Now I'm dying for like a Chinese buffet, honestly. That See, sounds so bomb. Uh, Chinese buffets are hit and miss for me. It definitely depends on, on who it is. But like to me, when I crave Asian food, it's usually be, it's usually like the entirety of what Asian culture has to offer. So like going to something like a Chinese buffet... Or like a Japanese buffet is like prime for me because I want to try the barbecued beef as well as the barbecued chicken. But you know, oh. be able to throw General So's chicken in there with the you wontons, can get it all at once. You know, different egg rolls and spring rolls, crab legs. You know, the seasoned rice. Like get some chow mein. Like yeah, any sort, anything that you can think of, just all right there. I, I haven't been to a Chinese restaurant in forever. I think it's been a really long time. And I've been to a Chinese, but since of the vid, I don't want to go to a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not that. It has nothing to do with the Asians by any stretch. That was a bad joke. It was a bad joke, but that's what we do here at uh, Make Strong Entertainment. We make bad jokes here. We make terrible jokes. I'm going to take a quick vop. And you got to laugh along with us. About Chinese? Um, not necessarily about Chinese Chinese food. food? So when I think of my ideal, like meal it really depends on which one it is so if i'm going for breakfast chinese breakfast? my idea we're not talking about chinese food anymore. oh we're just talking about general oh okay because i asked you the i asked you the question about what would your ideal meal be yeah right? yes for me yes. it depends on what the meal is so if it's like breakfast i would probably go with sourdough waffle Ooh. As a bit, and keep in mind, I'm about to build a sandwich. Oh. So a sourdough waffle as your as, as your buns, buns. yeah. <laughs> a piece of fried chicken of thigh meat, but it would be composed as a breast. Huh. Okay. So that way you don't have to worry about bones. And oh, it's, that makes it'd sense. Be, it's almost like a like if you were to do like a chicken fried steak. You know, you get a bunch of that meat, you get a decent combining agent. Yeah pound it all out and you're you know chicken fry it but it's just you know the dark meat because mm. i love me some dark meat chicken um crack a couple eggs on top of that um then you'd throw swiss over those or er, i'm actually going to retract that statement 
I'd probably go with Pepper Jack over those. First eggs. off, how big are their waffles? How big are your waffles? Um, so the waffle, like imagine you go to a restaurant and you order like a Belgian waffle. I was gonna say, and it's they... like the size of like a plate almost. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I always get a Belgian oh, yeah. waffle. They're so good. So that way, when you put your, you know, your piece of fried chicken on there, it's not like hanging over the edges. Oh, it's much it's, bigger than that. So it's almost like you have two slabs of chicken. Chicken breast yeah, in there to yeah. fill up the bun. Exactly. So it would be the chicken, throw eggs on there, bacon, sausage, hash brown, like, patties, um, gravy, you know, sausage gravy like you would get for, like, a biscuits and gravy. <laughs> yeah. That good Put a gravy. bun on top of that, or not a bun, but, or, you know what, no, screw that. You put a brioche bun on top of that, and you have the sourdough waffle as your base for the bun. And then... That or croissant. I would have to go with brioche. It brioche. couldn't be covered in like a honey um, butter though, because oh. that would completely throw the the savory off. And I understand that you'd want that something sweet and savory. You, yeah, you'd want something to counteract the savory. But for a meal like that, I would want to go savory all the way, and then on the side do like a pecan caramel, like French toast or something like that. Yeah, you know or, what I'm talking about. Or like an eggs Benedict. Slapped oh, yeah. on the side. Oh yeah. See, I would really like to nice poached egg. I think my ideal breakfast would be a full English breakfast. I would love to try a full I've, just I would love to try it. I don't know if that would be ideal for me, just because I don't know the sauce that their beans are in. And if it was like a traditional like baked bean that you'd eat with like burgers or something, yeah. I don't know how well that would work with everything else. I don't and think then it the, would be the though. black pudding is something that I would be curious to try. I don't know if I could handle it. It depends on what it is. If it's black licorice, I'm throwing it all away. I don't think (laughs) the whole meal. Yeah, everything's gone. This dessert sucks. Hash brown, sausage, eggs, ham. Those fat sausage legs, too. It's not like the little Jimmy Danes. It's the fat (laughs) Johnny (laughs) Danes. Jonathan Danes comes out with his sausage links. Well, and then, like, the biscuits. Then you got the pancakes. Mm -hmm. You got the chips. Well, no, you don't have the chips. Dude, I'm so hungry now. <laughs> Sitting here talking about food, I'm like, damn. Well, I got some weird uh, uh, cheese things I'm going to make later. Slap weird cheese oven. things? I don't know what they are. I have to look in the freezer again. But no, I mean, it. ultimately it would depend on what the meal is. And I think that that's why the idea of having like the ability to materialistically create whatever you'd want in your own personal heaven like they do in American Dad would be prime yeah well and that's why i always thought too for the ingredients so like if you're a cook or whatever in your mm-hmm. life and you're like i just need these ingredients and i can make this bomb ass well and that would be the other thing i would have no problem learning because you have eternity exactly you have there's no time limit you could figure out how to make this stuff the way it needs to be done it either have to be like an intuition on your part almost like a spidey sense They'd be like, okay, like this, like the steak's done on this side. Now I need to flip it over to this. Yeah, but then there's also got to be a, um, like an information source, almost like how we have the internet. You'd have to have a way to find out new ways of making the things. Like if you're trying to do like lobster for the first time, I would say you'd want to. You could go to a, the Heaven's Library or whatever. Oh, you know they got a library. Yeah, that's just like, all the information on the world. Exactly, it's like the internet, but you actually have to physically mm-hmm. walk through it. You have and to go. there's books on everything, so it's alphabetized. Well, but then at that point, why couldn't you just materialize your own library with the infinity of human knowledge in there as well, in your own personal heaven? I mean, you could if you really wanted to, or you could just do it. Just a... <laughs> your heaven is literally just the beginning of the matrix, where as soon as you think about what you want, it just starts coming at you at lightning speed, and then you have to. <laughs> Well, see, Pick that, everything. Was, that or I was thinking, like, yeah, you can make your own personal library, but of just things that you want to know about. Yeah, just personal so interest. So it's like, I need to know everything about this trade, and, like, every mm-hmm. book of that trade pops up in your in your stuff. Well, that's the thing, is eventually you're going to get through all of that information. Yeah, but so you why have a long time. Yeah, <laughs> you do have a long time, but then why wouldn't you want the entirety? Because one of my incredibly, like, backlogged, like, interests is, like, geology. And like figure and like paleontology, especially. Yeah, that's well, not something I would ever look forward to within my first thousand years in heaven or whatever. But eventually, I would want to learn that. So why, you know, and and the different regions that that could cover on 
our planet Earth. Well, because so, then you could go to those regions as well in the heaven and actually... Go to the, you just imagine Russia. You're well, just excavating in the cold. Yeah, because you're reading through this, and then like maybe you can what you're reading through. We play that scenario, put yourself in it. So then, what if that's how heaven is? Then That'd you're just sweet. in a li- You know, you just go through a library, and then as soon as you're like looking at something and you have a deep desire to go do that, then you're transported to whatever it is that what, would give you the best that? outcome. That reading rainbow. Is that reading into, rainbow? They jump into the books, into the stories of the books. Grab a book. Let's have a look. Reading rainbow. It's in a book. It's reading. I don't know. I don't know if those are the words. But um, if that's true, heaven is reading rainbow. <laughs> I know dragon tails is like that. They held on to a stone. Tales, dra- well, that would transport them to the world of dragons. Yeah. But that's no. the same concept. It's, yeah, though. it's the same concept. You have to say a chant, hold the stone, and jump into the world. And same with blue clues. Blue's clues. Blue's clues. I can't remember the song, but when they jump into the book to get to figure out the clues. Oh, God. Wasn't his notepad, was it? No, it wasn't his notepad. Sometimes it would go in his notepad if you drew it, but other times it would be uh, pictures or books. Hmm. They would jump into the world trying to find the clues. I don't remember that. He would always do a little dance. Don, can you pull something up like that? Maybe yeah. I'm not crazy. I was going to say, hopefully something like that exists. And we're not just trying to recreate memories like we tend to do Nelson, when it comes to Mandela effects. The Nielsen Mandula's effect. The doulas of Nielsen's. The doulas of Oblongata's. Mandula Oblongata! Mama says gators are cranky because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. Well, Mama's wrong. <laughs> well, guess what? Mama's wrong again. Oh, Colonel Sam. Did you see their 25th anniversary for... Of Happy Gilmore? Yeah, did you see Adam Sandler and Shooter McGyvin do yeah. that video? So I saw, obviously, at the beginning part of the day, Adam Sandler did his, and that is smashed. I'm not lying to you guys. I smashed that. <laughs> and then I think it was like closer to like 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon or something, the guy who plays Shooter McGavin did the, the short video game. as well. Yeah, it's like How's your everybody short game, knows, Happy? Everybody knows that uh, you drive for show and you putt for dough. And he just puts the camera down, knocks that ball right into the cup, and he's like, still got it. <laughs> Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Shoot out. Um, See you on the green, Happy. So it's funny because actually a couple days ago I saw that Adam Sandler has greenlit the idea of a sequel for Happy Gilmore. It would be cool to do what they're doing in real life to be the second movie. Mm-hmm. Where, hey, we're, we're bringing back all these old great golfers from mm-hmm. past championship to do another round. Because then it would make sense for them oh, to yeah. be old, but them coming back. Exactly. Because... Then it'd be like, it's just a reunion tour that the mm-hmm. golf is putting on. Exactly. And it, then you'd have a storyline behind it. Then, and you wouldn't have to try to think of something else. Exactly. Because you can just have Shooter come in as he wants to get back at Happy because mm-hmm. Happy won the championship. Exactly. So but is, Happy, you know, left after doing that championship. And then they're like, oh, well, now we have to go up well, against. Well, Shooter never got a chance to beat him. Exactly. So that would be, this would be a perfect revenge story for Shooter McGavin. To well, try then to you could bring happy. in, like, trying to think of some of the older golfers that are still alive yeah bar barker's dead but i'm pretty sure like some of the like i mean you You didn't even have a palmer i don't know if he's alive i was gonna say jack nichols but i think he's dead too or nicholson we can bring in tiger woods after he recovers from his car accident that dude deserved it i don't know okay that's a large statement whoa whoa he left the hotel pissed off about something oh and he like sped out of there so like he yeah he was he was driving reckless so there's i have no remorse for that if you're being an idiot behind the wheel and dumb shit happens to you sorry man you deserve that i just saw the headline that he crashed i'm like boom that sucks yeah i looked into it and apparently so what was what was happening is he was staying at a hotel where there's a bunch of other like celebrities and so I think it was the day before he was like playing rounds of golf with a bunch of celebrities and everything like Dwayne Wade was there. Um, I can't remember who else, but um, the director for the Dwayne for the Wade. little uh, little rascals. No, yeah, the little rascals <laughs> director. No, for the um, documentary. That's the word I was looking for. Why the hell couldn't I think of that? Um, come was coming over and he was showing up at around seven o'clock. 
and it's one of those you know private clubs where they've got like a two-lane road that leads off the main road and then you get up to the clubhouse yeah he tiger woods went flying by him like leaving as the director was coming in oh shit and hotel staff was talking about how he looked incredibly like agitated and was like ready to flustered or yeah shit. exactly and so i don't know what happened but i know that you play stupid games you win dumb prizes well yeah especially with those clubhouse roads are only barely big enough for two cars to go through exactly there was a ton of talk about how that electric vehicle i think it was from infinity or something that he was driving was probably the only reason he didn't actually die because of how advanced the protection system is in there well, didn't it roll a whole football field it, yeah, it rolled quite a ways. Like, from the time he hit the whatever and then rolled mm-hmm. to a stop, it was a football field it length. explains why he's got multiple leg fractures. That sucks. Yep. He ain't ever golfing. Well, well actually, I think it was last year he just got done with his fifth major back surgery because he had so much power in his swing. Like, when he was younger, yeah, backs. it destroyed his back. And so, for a long time, obviously, the whole, like, cheating scandal thing happened. But um, he like had to have so many surgeries on his back just to make it so that he could play golf again because he couldn't he couldn't do what he used to be able to do. Well, I didn't I didn't think golf was really that much strain on your body, but I guess not. Uh, well, so that's why a lot of people will teach it as you don't have to like power through it. It's like yeah, if you want like if if you get your swing down and you can add power to that. That's one thing, but technique will always outweigh power when it comes to golf. Yeah. And so whenever you get taught, it's always taught purely technique. And then you get those young guns that go out there, and it's just like, well, I know how to swing a golf club. And then they just grip it and rip it. It's like, yeah, you can drive 320 yards, but you can only do that for 10 years. Yeah. Well, and it's just like happy. Mm -hmm. You got to do it like happy, and then your back won't give out. Because it comes in like a hockey swing. (laughs) I was so happy that he redid that and he still showed that he could do it. Oh, I'm I can't wait if they do another movie. Oh, that'd be so great. I know at least it would be good, but sequels of classic movies are always hit and miss. Mm-hmm. So, I I feel like it will be one of those types of movies like Adam Sandler's been doing lately, where throughout the year he'll just put out really ridiculous movies that he doesn't expect to do well at all. And then he'll do a movie like Uncut Gems where he actually tries because I'm pretty sure he wants his Oscar. Um, so I think that if they do a sequel, it'll be like one of those really goofy movies. Like, have you ever seen Ridiculous 6? Does he not have an Oscar at all? I don't think so. I want to say he's got an Oscar in comedy. Let's find it out. Well, not comedy, but like a com- comedic film. Do they break Oscars down in genres? Um, or do they do it just in roles? The Oscar for Best Supporting Actress or Actor is The Bear. Uh, After losing out on an Oscar nomination, Sandler was named Best Male Lead for his critically acclaimed performance as a devious jeweler in Uncut Gems. During the ceremony, he cunningly made fun of his omission from Sunday's Oscars by delivering a crowd-pleasing speech full of zingers aimed at his competitors. So yeah, that was the only one that he... How many? How many? Oh, damn. I didn't realize that. Um, let's see. I did not he know He has that. been nominated for 120 different awards, winning 46, but none of them are Oscars. Oh, damn. Okay. Yep. Been Which, out. being an actor, you know, that's one of the most prestigious ones that you can get, so it makes sense as to why he tried so hard for that. But yeah, that's what he's doing. He just puts out a lot of, like, really ridiculous movies, like, with his production company, Happy Madison, and, and then eventually he'll get with, like, a serious project and really go for his role in an oscar it's like when he did uh the cobbler i think go for broke yep you ever see the cobbler no he's a shoemaker and his um dad teaches him how to use like an old school shoe yeah no like fixing thing okay um and he's like noticeably jewish in the movie (laughs) and uh i don't know why his like newer machine breaks and so in order to fix some of the shoes that people have brought him he has to go down to the basement and use that old thing the old spindle and shit yeah and so when he and then he finds out that once he puts those shoes on after he fixes them with that old one he turns into the person whoa yeah oh that does sound familiar yeah um super goofy movie but at the end or it's not super goofy like it, it 
It's it, not the super goofy movie? No. It brings forth, like, some cool ideas. But then at the very end, when you find out, like, what that whole thing was for, it was basically his father used to use it, um, and his grandfather used to use it uh, to spy on uh, Nazi Germany. Oh, that makes sense, because mm-hmm. you could be that officer or whatever yep. with the shoes. Well, hot damn. Mm-hmm. That's wild that's as hell. Pretty interesting. I think that's a good Adam Sandler story to end on for this today's episode. Can never go wrong with an Adam Sandler story. Hope you enjoyed us uh, talking about reincarnation and, uh, and American Sadlers. Dad's variation of uh, heaven and yeah. how we would use that to our benefits. Everyone gets their own personal heaven. Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. That or do you think that we come back as a different species? Let us know down in the comments. I'd like to think so. I would like to think so too. I, seriously, I want to be a whale. You get a, you get a different shot. You, like, but you don't have your consciousness. You just exist instinctually as that creature. Exactly. I mean, obvi- obviously, I'd want to be a bear because bears are sweet. Brother bear. Brother bear, I let you down. Okay, everybody. We'll talk to you guys you next week. Trusted me, believed in me, and I let you down. Bye. Bye. Of all the things I hid from you.